Hey, golf fans, ESPN Plus is the exclusive home of PGA Tour Live, the only way to stream the PGA Tour all season long. ESPN Plus offers four unique feeds so you can watch the golf how you like, stream the main feed, a TV-style broadcast showing you the best shots on the course, or follow every single shot from Rory, Rom, and all your favorite players with the featured groups feed. Want to spend all day watching the world's best take on the famous 17th at Sawgrass? The featured holes feed is for you. Stream over 35 tournaments every year from the Waste Management Phoenix Open to the players to the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's all on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com slash golf. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if Patrick Reed won this week. So uh, I think we it would, be, it would be fun to root for. for Patrick sure. Reed beating Rory again would be oh, story. Rory would have to retire on the spot. I think I think everyone would retire from golf Twitter, so it'd be for the greater good, actually. The world would be in a better place. <laughs> Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. This is always joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. This is a big week, of course. This is the Masters preview week for us. We are recording this a little early, uh, but we have a fantastic guest. 20 years ago, you may remember Len Matisse with one of the all-time great rounds on Sunday in golf history, really. Uh, And he just came up a little close. I mean, sorry, a little short. Loses a playoff to Mike Weir. Um, Masters runner-up, though, Len Matisse from 2003. We have a great chat with him coming up in a bit, so stick around for that. All right, but first off, let's get into the Masters. We are going to get into our picks in a little bit after our interview with Len Matisse, but we want to first talk about how we're all going to be down there. Boots on the ground. The boys are in town. The Be Right Back boys, formerly... Artists formerly known as the Be Right Back Boys in town. Is this our first big major together? No, I, th- I guess we overlapped maybe with the U.S. Open last US year. U.S. Open. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's been others, but first Definitely time first at Augusta. Masters. Yeah. And obviously, CP's first time at Augusta. So that. CP, you need us to help you. Uh, we'll show you the rope. Yes. Right down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do, actually. My God. CP, what was it like uh, getting the call for the first time? It's like getting called up to the majors, I imagine. <laughs> Was it a call? I, the thing is, I feel like it. Um, I don't want to air too much dirty laundry, but last year yeah. it was my fifth year at Golf Digest, and uh, I, I don't know. Let's just say I was a little salty about not going for you know after working at a place sure. for five years. Sure. And then I was basically told you, you could have just asked, and you know that kind of made me a little pissy as well. Like I don't know. Well, isn't the work hasn't the work spoken for itself? But right, bygones are bygones. We're here, so it wasn't really a call. It was like a. Slack message, I guess. I don't know if people know what Slack is. Um, but again, I'm excited. I'm not. I'm not trying to poo-poo anything. I I can't wait. I've been counting the days. Steve and I are going to be there Monday. We're going to play a little golf. So um, it's going to be a it's going to be a special one. I I don't understand why we're not all in the same house. It makes no sense. Um, no we sense. Literally do a podcast together, and we <laughs> always do one during the during the week of right. the, even when we're not great. And we're in three separate houses. Three separate Three stories houses. from you guys about eating Indian food all in the same house and having some beers. And now we're all in three separate houses. So again, I'm not trying to spoil hey, my first one. Um, it 
a little confusing that we're not all together, yeah, but we'll be been, together all day. <laughs> yeah, there've been other years like that where the housing has been odd, but not quite like this uh, because yeah, last year was a lot more, it just, I, I, you know, there's certain people who you hang out with at work, you work closer together, Clicks as expect to be in the house with them. This was, let's say, the Bolero Texas Open. I'd be like, why aren't we all staying together? But I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, except for on this podcast. Right, right. No, and, and, you know, obviously, like, I'm used to going before you guys even, like, I'm all, you know, I'm always with Sam. I'm always with Ryan. You know, those are our bosses. That's who we work with. That's who you kind of, you kind of like, the work never really, people think it's like all a big game. I mean, sure, it's fun, but like we're working long hours and then we go back to the house. We're still talking about the golf. We're still talking about like what we should be doing, what we should, what, what more we should have done today. What could we do that night? What could we do in the morning? Um, so, you know, you kind of need to have those conversations and they kind of come flow naturally when you're staying with people. And again, we do a podcast together with three co-hosts and we're going to do one during the week and we're going to have to now like, you we know, should do it in the three separate houses like we do at the office. <laughs> it would be like right. any other week. that's why they did it. Maybe that's why they did it for, for quality uh, reasons with, with the audio. So, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. I, Steve, I think I'm in a different house than I've ever been in before. You're you're in the house I was in last year. That's the OG Golf Digest house. Oh, I'm that is? Sure. I thought the Rosenzweig is the OG. I'm not in Rosenzweig. Oh, I thought you were. Aren't you no, with I'm... Joel and Max? Yeah, but it's not the Rosens, which I'm. I was confused about as well. It yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know because Huggins in your house too. Who Huggins in our house is the goat look, to hang out wrong. with on these a, major weeks. Even though yeah. you know, social media wise, uh, doesn't <laughs> show his, show that he likes us that much. Um, his social media presence is like the last guy you'd ever want to have a beer with and hang out with. And then you see him in person, and it's like all I want to. Yeah. Yeah, we had beers with him last year. It was fantastic. Yeah. At this Rosenzweig home, that's not where I'm I staying. I'm in, I'm in the gin home. Oh, okay. Max, yeah. Joel, and John Huggin. I mean, that's a great house. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then yeah, Rosenzweig. Matt, I mean, we have five four houses, pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, I'm sure this is very interesting to people. Like, well, I mean, CP just did a story on on the housing and how much it costs. So I mean, people should go check that out. Yeah, shout out to CP getting his uh his big feature in the Masters issue. That's yeah, uh, that's huge. It is, and it was very yeah. well done. I'm not. Yeah, I would tell you if it wasn't well done, it, it yeah. was very well I done. Know. I know you would. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get a shout out on the Today Show like I did from Dylan. <laughs> yeah, we gotta talk about that. That was unbelievable. How about that? Uh, it's a shame they didn't mention your name. Like, come on, you got to yeah. mention the author's name. Yeah, I was waiting for the it was name. On the, it was on the screen, obviously. It was on the screen, and they put <clears> a little caricature down there, so you could. They flashed the the picture of the article on the screen. You could see my name a couple times. Uh, Al Roker. I don't know if Al Roker was playing dumb or just he has no clue about golf because he was like peppering her with the dumbest questions. Uh, I think he was being funny. I think he was being funny. Okay. I think. I think one of them wasn't. One oh, of them was well, like, for, so you get to oh, play yeah. a, a day before, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're playing. Yeah. You get to check out, I guess, uh, the, the day before the best fish starts. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it, it it should be a lot of fun. We'll figure out the housing. We'll figure out the Indian food, although we don't. I don't have Dan anymore. I got to I, I don't know if I even remember that. I might I might put the kibosh on that. I don't know. <laughs> I knew That's you what were. I said, CP. I'm not an Indian food guy, but and, I got converted. Steve, and I am. Steve, 
I love I love a good, you know, checking out different cultures. So yeah. maybe I will try it, but I've just never tried. It kind of scares me. Look, I've always been the same Steve. way. Huge shout out to Steve and even Sammy because they were both vehemently against us. They're like, oh, I'm out, I'm out. And Danny and I were just feasting night after night. And finally, I think one night there weren't a lot of options, right, Steve? And things Correct. closed. And so Steve said, all right, I'll try it. Which again, props. And he loved it. You guys it. had it multiple nights? Dude, we had it like we like ate it every three night. or four nights. That's, that's like Rappaport's thing. When we were at the players, yeah. we went to B-dubs one night. And the next night he's like, let's go get food again. I was like, yeah. He goes, B-dubs again. I'm like, B-dubs? Dude, rap is Can't like the spirit animal with uh, to beat ups three times. Yeah, with, with food, good stuff. Yeah, he uh, the year before we were in the same house and we did the we did the Indian food at least four nights. And then last year, I believe we did it every night. <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. We get the same thing. We get the same thing too. It's that good though. It's it's wow. And woof, it's a big portion. It is good. We got JT in on it last year. Oh, JT yeah. loves. JT loves Indian though. I've, we've had Indian with JT in Scotland. Uh, yeah. In yeah. in uh, Troon, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we got to do one Waffle House night now. Does anybody do a Waffle House night? At night? Yeah. That's no. the time to go. You might see some somebody get killed. That's true. Yeah. Is that why you want to go? <laughs> that sounds like I've been to some together. Waffle Houses late night at Gutter. So, CP, it's funny. You We have a very similar timeline because I just realized. My first Masters with Golf Digest was 2015, obviously the Jordan Spieth runaway year. And I started working in 2009. So wow. similar, six years. I, I didn't feel quite the, um, let's just say, slap in the face that you did. Be, I guess because I had gone as a, I was fortunate enough to go as a patron three times. Um, before, mm. Thanks to my, my grandpa's old tickets. Actually, the, the reason why I stopped going was because I had to work once I got the job at Golf Digest. So it was ironic. <laughs> way yeah. i had to stop going to the masters because of golf digest and then i had to wait six years to get back there but now i'm I'm very lucky i've i've gone uh every year except since my daughter was my daughter was born i missed the <laughs> read year uh not a bad year to miss let's be honest uh, so and i was there obviously for tiger so i didn't go the covid year but nobody really did only a couple couple guys yep. so um no it's going to be a lot of fun cp it, what are you most excited about yeah. i'm curious mm. Mm. Haven't given that uh, much I, I'm just excited for uh, just literally the first time I we we drive in, mm. and just like the first time seeing it all. So I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, yeah. when you first when you I'm drive gonna, media yeah. life, not gonna see much when you drive. To <laughs> right. Okay. So do we not go down Magnolia Lane? No, we do, do not go down Magnolia Lane. Only the players do. <laughs> Only the players do. All right. So you can walk first, over there though. You can go over there once you're inside. It's yeah. literally stepping foot on the grass and seeing whatever the th- the first thing it is we see. Um, yeah. Food wise, I don't know. I I made I've made the pimento cheese thing. I've made mm. it in form. I'm not so sure. We talked about the soft bread with jelly. I feel like it's going to be the same consistency with this pimento cheese thing, but uh, I'm going to eat one. Uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to try this fucking ice cream sandwich. Everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back, baby. I'm telling you, last year, it was honestly devastating because I would finish one of my many meals and I, I would say, all right, it's time for a you know a peach ice cream sandwich. And I, just got, I had just gotten into it, I think maybe even the year before. Cause I'm more of like a chocolate guy and it's not chocolate. So I would get, you know, chocolate chip cookies or whatever. I, once I got into it, I mean, I have to have one every day. They did I have, have chocolate bars though last year though instead. So I would have like multiple. Mm-hmm. Of those. 
Yeah. I have a pretty I'm a pig. question. I have a question for you both. That's kind of been confusing me. You, you, I know you both have uh, children that you have to attend to and, and wives. You're both leaving early, right? What? Leave early. leaving early? I am. We I don't are. know what Myers is. We are. And it's the first time I've ever left a tournament early. Um, and I feel a little bad about doing it, but look, it's worth it on the home front. It happens to be yeah. Easter Sunday. That's right. hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not saying that, it, that yeah. you're wrong. No, and I used to kill Sam for doing it and whatever. And now I'm in the same boat. So I, well, my, my question is, so like you guys just not going to enter the, this lottery to, to play on Monday. Oh, That's a great I, question. I See think you. I will. And my bad. Can- <laughs> Easter will be canceled if I win the. Okay, the I just. Oh. I gotta say this. Uh, I used to kill Sam for not entering the lottery. Sometimes uh, I, but he also was not coming home early because I've already made the plan to come home early and committed to that. I really do think yeah. I'm not going to enter the lottery. Mm-hmm. And I I'm know it sounds committed to it, absolutely but... insane, and people will kill me for it. And I understand, but until you're in a situation, you can't yep. quite. Until you are a father. I will feel it out with Michelle on Thursday or whenever we enter Friday. I think you enter, you find out. I'll feel her out. Find out Saturday. Okay. So you'll be, it's not like you'll be in the air and and then. No, 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 no. But you find out like maybe Saturday. And so I'll feel her out. And if I get the vibe that it's like, dude, you said you were coming home. That was the whole point. Then I'll be like, all right. All right. So I, I, I've kind of like spoken it into like reality. I just keep saying, well, if I win the lottery, I'm obviously going to have to change my flight and miss Easter and skip all of our plans. And you built that in. And I I haven't got FaceTime. You can FaceTime Tegan from the course when when you're playing on Monday, right? They allow that. (laughs) I will take a picture of myself on the course and, you know, Photoshop her into it and it'll all be good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm, Oh, for what six? And considering some of the stuff I've written in the last year, again, nothing <laughs> too bad, but like just not what they like. Um, well, we got shut out last year in total. Right. And Jerry, our CEO, was like, First time I, ever. Don't, I don't remember a time we've ever gotten shut out. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it can't uh, happen twice. Better start deleting some tweets, I guess. Yeah. It, it's tough. So I, I, I look, I don't know anyway. So, but I'll have to feel it out. We'll, we'll stay. Um, all right, Steve, I know you have a meeting to get to, so we're going to um, do finish up this portion first, but let's get into our chat with Len Matisse. Steve, first, tell us you have a unique connection with Len. Very, very quickly. First and of you all, you shared my, with him. Yeah. Yeah. My father-in-law is named Len. It's not the most common name, but the craziest thing is my uh, mom's family, her grandfather, is from the same little town in Italy as Len's family. So his grandfather also came to America from this little town of Bari in Italy. And I, I just found out quickly researching Len before we uh, did the pod and mentioned it to him before we recorded. And he was like, as dumbfounded as I was, he's like, that's so cool. Thanks so much for mentioning that. So Len Matisse. Great Matisse. Right, cool. Steve, why don't you pop out and then I'll just wrap up with CP. All right. Uh, I mean, just in case, or or hop out whenever you want. Greg, by the way, obviously cut this. <coughs> if if I, you have to hop out, if you have to hop out, I just need. You know, Sam moved the meeting to uh, like nine oh five, and I could be a little. Late oh, okay, that, great, great. So. okay. Um, and CP, by the way, 
I mentioned that you ran into someone who said Len Matisse was their favorite player in Jacksonville. Now he lives there. He's a legendary, does a lot with his foundation. We talked to him about, but tell us that story. You just happened to be down there in his uh, neck of the woods. Yes. We were doing a little branded content video. Your boy is moving up in the world, I guess. Some, I someone, yeah. someone important thinks I'm good on camera. I don't know where they got that idea, but uh yeah, so I went down to the yards. It was just there for the players, obviously. The yards is this nine-hole course with the par three and the six-hole par three loop in the back. We were shooting a video. It'll come out in June. I'm excited for everyone to see it. It was very fun. But the premise was basically there was a grill. Me and this guy were grilling, and people were on the range, and we were trying to get them to come over and just talk about why they love golf and and stand around the grill and kind of that whole vibe. And uh, we got like 10, 11 people to do it. And this one woman comes on like perfectly dressed, almost like she had planned it, which we later find out basically was the case. She saw it on Instagram that we were there and she like came straight to the course to be on, on camera. So this woman came prepared. So we're asking her like, what do you love about golf? And she's clearly a player. She's like, Oh, you know, I love the feeling of the good shot and and getting better and trying to practice and yada, yada, yada. And then uh, (laughs) she's dropping all sorts of golf knowledge too. I forget what we were talking about, but she said something. I was like, Oh shit. She's like a diehard golf fan. And then we were like, so who, who are some of your favorite uh, PJ tour pros? And she goes, well, you know, she was like, I do like Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler and all them. But she's like, my my two favorite are Jim Furyk and Len Matisse. <laughs> and me and the guy in the grill were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How old was Len she is my question. Was she Len's wife? Early <laughs> early to mid-30s, I would say. Oh, my God. Okay. She looked yeah, younger. Maybe she, maybe she Not was, Len's wife. But yeah, okay. very impressive. Now after we were like laughing at her and like that's such a deep cut deep like an unbelievable pull out of out of the bag len matisse she was like well i live down here in jacks yeah. he Good and luck. jim are like unbelievably charitable and they're always you know coming out and, and seeing people but um it was funny and, and then for myers to somehow get him on our podcast this week was was pretty hilarious the following <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's really funny for me because i, I told and as i told len um, we, we've gone back and forth a little on Twitter, maybe, but nothing, we'd never really chatted. And, um, I was at wake forest where he went, when he made his run, I remember watching it. I remember, obviously I was pulling for tiger that day as everybody was, but he made that, uh, double or triple early on the third hole, uh, when he tried to drive the green and, um, and so he was out of it. And so then we were like, oh shit, this guy went to wake, like, let's get into it. And, and so we were fired up and I wrote for the, the paper and I was even like, I remember being like, oh, he wins. I'm going to get to like interview him for the school paper, which like, what would be the odds of that even happen? I don't know why I even thought that would happen, but now we'd like be on, the, be on the today show and you'd be calling him up to try and interview. Yeah, him yeah exactly. Like, they do like the greatest, you know, media blitz tour ever. But I was like, Oh, wins. I'm going to, I'm going to get him for the old golden black. And, um, and he didn't, I was, I was so bummed. And then it's like, you fast forward 20 years later and we, we you know, we need a guest and, um, for master's week and i know he follows me on twitter i'm like oh, i'll just shoot him a dm and like bang 15 minutes later we have we have him on i mean it's like crazy how how different things are uh not you know not to not to name drop i mean it's, it's len matisse here but no but to be honest it, it was pretty cool um and i wanted to mention one other thing and he he kind of briefly mentioned it we didn't get to get into it but it was funny connection with you cp he 
Lemetis, people think he was like this crazy out of nowhere story, which he kind of was. If you don't look at the year before, as he mentioned, he'd won twice, including at Riviera, which we know mm-hmm. is a great Augusta comp. comp. Weir beats him. He had won at Riviera that year. So fantasy people probably would have been on Matisse back then. But the next thing I was going to say is at the end of that year, he goes on a buddy ski trip out to (laughs) Colorado, Vale. Now you went to Utah and he tore both ACLs. He wrecked his knees and, and he never was the same after that. So, you know, this was a guy who climbed to the top 25 in the world. He won twice. He almost won the masters almost had, by the way, the greatest round in golf history. I mean, he was eight oh. under on the 18th hole <clears throat> around at the Masters at a week where the scores were not low, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure his strokes gained or whatever off the chart. So he could have been like a really good player, like a late bloomer, a Jimmy Walker type, um, you know, made some Ryder Cup teams or whatever. So yeah. anyway, just he didn't get his first win until he was 34. And exactly. He had, just he like Walker. 220 yeah. starts. For his <laughs> right. Run. Yeah. So it could have just been a late bloomer. He was really starting to cook. And um, the, the skiing injury of all things really derailed his career. So I just want to throw that out there because people always think he was like this total fluke. He really wasn't. And again, he was a star in college. He was a great player. He was a Walker cup player. Um, So I guess the lesson is don't go skiing. uh, (laughs) When you're in the prime of your Nicholson, the only time he missed time, he heard. It is amazing. These guys, these guys do it. Dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. Anyway, it was a great chat with Lemonties. And again, we just had Duval on a couple of weeks ago. So all the idiots out there who are like, oh, when I turn 50, I'm going to play in the Champions Tour. I mean, David Duval can't beat a top 30. Yeah. Lemonese can only get into like four or five events a year. These are great players. Yeah. And they're in their 50s, they can barely play out there. So it's a lot tougher than it looks. Uh, but anyway, we had a great chat with Len Matisse. Uh, a great thrill as a fellow Demon Deke. Please have a listen to our chat with Len Matisse. Len, thanks for doing awesome. this. A, a quick... Yeah. Uh, connection you and i have my great great grandfather is also uh from bari italy i believe uh, oh my your father God. was how no. funny how did you know that how did you know that uh well i read i think the times union did a story about you recently so in doing research i read that <laughs> and i saw bari and i was like you know i think that's where my family's from so i quick texted my aunts and uncles and they were like yeah sure thing so yeah, yeah, my grandfather was from there. That's too funny. That's yeah. so yeah, my great grandfather also, you know, was in New York from Italy. So they, they had a similar path. So anyway, I, I had to mention awesome. that. That's too funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. That's all incredible. Right. Um, all right, Len, we'll we'll jump, we'll jump right in. Um, and we'll we'll get we'll get going. Um, all right, we are very excited to welcome former Wake Forest Demon Deacon, former NCAA champion, uh, two-time PGA Tour winner, and of course, a Masters runner-up, Len Matisse. Len, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? You got it. I'm doing good. Good to be with you guys. Awesome. Well, first off, uh, how's the golf game this, these days? I know you're out there right now. You played. I know you're doing a lot with uh, with your foundation in Jacksonville. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with you right now. Yeah. Thanks. Well, my game's really good. I've been uh, I've been swinging well. I'm healthy. I feel good. Um, trying to stay young, you know. Um, I've been doing a lot of qualifyings for Champions Tour. You know, I'm not exempt on Champions Tour, so I have to do those Monday qualifiers and as well, even PGA Tour events. Sometimes sure. I get in, but um, I've been averaging about four or five Champions events each year. So 
when I get in, you know, I need to play well. That's the that's the goal for me to to have really good champions, you know, finishes. Um, so I play a lot. Uh, I'm, I stay with it, and when it's my time and I'm ready to get in, then you know I hope to just roll with it. On the foundation side, uh, we, we're staying really busy. Len Matisse Foundation is doing great. We do two things simultaneously at, in Jacksonville for my foundation. We raise money and awareness for the first tee of North Florida, uh, which is over a seven-county area in Jackson mm. across Jacksonville. So it covers like 200,000 junior golfers. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's probably the biggest first tee in the country. And then we also have a Stop the Bullying campaign, and that's in a couple counties in here in Jacksonville. We're focused on middle schools, and we're in about 35 middle public middle schools, and we do monthly projects with those kids uh, trying to send the right messages on a Stop the Bullying campaign. So every month we got things going on. We've got hundreds of volunteers. We take no salaries or administration fees for the foundation. We, we, we raise the money privately, and then we give it back to kids uh, in, the, in the campaigns and initiatives that we do. Oh, that's great. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. We've raised about $700,000 uh, on both fronts wow. and um, over 600000 that we've raised got, has gone to the first tee. So uh, really proud of that, you know. So that keeps me busy. But, um, you know, th- those two things in my life, uh, you know, the, the foundation side and the, and the competition side, I'm blessed to, to do what I can do. Sure. Well, that sounds that sounds fantastic. And Certainly, you've made a huge impact in that area. Actually, our third co-host is traveling right now back from Jacksonville, and they did a video where they talked to um, random people, and one of the people they asked, who's your favorite golfer? And one of them said Len Matisse. So there you go. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so there you go. So you're a star down there. Um, so anyway, Len, obviously, this is a uh, somewhat of a you know big anniversary for you, the 20th anniversary of the 2003 Masters. We've got to ask you, when you when you think of that, a can you believe that it's been twenty years? And b, what what are those initial feelings that jump out at you when you think about that two thousand three tournament? I can't believe it's been twenty years. I mean, time certainly flies. I mean, it's uh, it's gone by so fast. Uh, but when I look back at that at that time, I was playing the best golf of my life. I was going up the world rankings. Mm-hmm. I'd won twice the year before. Uh, at the Nissan LA Open in Memphis at FedEx. So I think I finished roughly 18th on the money list uh, the year before. Going into the Masters, I think I had a third-place finish at Bay Hill, if I remember. Mm-hmm. I was playing as good as anybody. Um, I think it was only Tiger and Phil that had won multiple times the year before. So I was rocking and rolling. And um, I had prepared a lot for Augusta coming in. I had I'd gone to that course like, three or four different times over a four month period um, just to try to learn the course, learn the lies, see what was ahead of me and be as prepared as possible. And going into the tournament, uh, my confidence was very high. My skills were, were great. And I knew though that I was at a disadvantage playing there because like Tiger, like Phil, like BJ Singh, you know, a lot of the guys who, who have won, and have gone back every year. I was at a disadvantage because I had not played there since college. I was on the Walker <laughs> Cup team right. at Wake Forest. And I was at that time 19 years old. So here right. I am 
however old I was, I don't know, I was 35 years old or something, and I had I had not played Augusta as a pro. So I felt like I was at a disadvantage, but um, I was ready, though. I was ready to go and ended up shooting 10 under on the weekend. You know, <laughs> nobody nobody was playing better than me, uh, you know, Saturdays and Saturday and Sunday round, sure. uh, the, the way it ended up. Yeah, I mean, your, your confidence you knew was at an all-time high, but then you find yourself – leading solo lead after the eagle on on 13 did, did the nerves kind of kick in a little even higher at that point or were you just so confident in yourself that you, you didn't even feel them if somebody told me you know hey with five holes to go you're elite, you're gonna lead augusta on sunday i i would have thought i was gonna be a lot more nervous and mm -hmm. um kind of you know but i was in a zone that day that sunday i i was I ended up making six birdies in an eagle and the one lone bogey on 18. I was in a zone. And when that was happening, I was just trying to get out of my own way and let it unfold and see what I can do, you know, see how low I could go. And I made the, uh, I made great, I made great pars on 11 and 12 and then made the eagle on 13 and then poured on birdies on 15 and 16. Um, good par on 17. So I was, it was, it was, it was that, if you're having a day, you know what I mean? Like right. if you want to have a day, that's the day you want. Yeah, I would say. No bogeys. I mean, I made pars on those really hard holes, like on holes four and five, yeah. uh, 11, uh, a couple of bombs. I, I hold a 50-yard wedge on eight for a birdie, mm -hmm. and then I, mm -hmm. I made a 50-foot bomb on, on number 10 for birdie. Yeah. Things were just happening. And, you know, I tried my best on 18 to hit that fairway, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I was positive. I had the visualization going, but it faded off a little to the right in the pine straw, ended up making a bogey. You know, yeah. and Mike Weir, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad right now, but, <laughs> uh, you know, he made that seven foot putt on, on the last hole for, to tie me. He mm -hmm. did. He so, did. Yeah, but then, then we hit, then we went into the playoff. Yeah. You know, I, I, obviously most people will remember the playoff and, the sec, the approach shot that got away from you and, and you got the bad break where it was behind the tree. But do you go back to what's the one shot that you would want back? I, I would almost assume it would be the tee shot on 18 maybe, or, or I don't know what, what would be the one shot that you, you say, man, that you think about more than the others. The tee shot on 18, uh, you know, it, was a, a, it wasn't that bad. It was a little bit in the right. heel and it faded, you know, that's a hard hole. Um, I, I probably looking back if there was one shot that that second shot in the playoff, because if I remember right, I think I hit first. Yeah. Yes. And we had, we had about six iron shots. And if I think if I hit the green, I put the pressure on Mike and um, you know, I, I'd probably like to have that shot over. Um, it was about 10 yards left to the green, not the end of the world, but it ended up right behind the tree and right. um, just kind of deadsville from there it's such a steep slope to have to chip up the hill. You better get it up or else it's going to come back down to you. And um, I would, yeah, I definitely like to have that shot over. You talked about like, Go ahead, Meyer. I was going to say, is that, I mean, you know, we talked with the Eisenhower tree was finally wiped out by a, a storm. I mean, is that the Matisse tree? Do we want, want to get rid of that? <laughs> no, don't name, don't name a tree. Don't, don't name a tree after me. No, okay. don't do that. Uh, no but, um, yeah, it was right in line, uh, yeah. uh, you know, it, it with me. But 
yeah, no, I definitely like to have that shot over and hit the green. Um, but, you know, when we look back on it, on that playoff, you know, Mike, Mike was in that final group the last day and, and he played really well, you know, because when you're in, you know, you know, when you're in that last group at Augusta, the spotlight's on you and he had all the pressure on him. I think Maggart was in that last group and mm-hmm. yep. Jeff had some bad holes. So he, he was out of it, let's say after 12, number 12 or whatever, but um, we both did great drives on 10, you know, so yeah. that was good because, you know, that's not an easy tee shot um, with, as a right-handed, you know, Mike's lefty. So we both had to curb the ball. Like, you know, you have to hit as a righty, you have to hit a 20, 30 yard hook to hit, you know, keep it in the fairway. So I executed that. Um, but you know, that's the way, you know, it's the way it goes. I mean, you, we try our best to hit the shots and, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I miss that green. If anything, I probably, you know, I probably should have left it open. a little. I mean, how do you know that you're just trying to hit the green, but the pin was all the way in the back left. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that right bunker is not, when the pins on the way in the back left, the right bunker would have probably been better if you had to miss the green than left. But you're not mm-hmm. trying to miss the green anyway. You're trying to hit, you know, really sure. trying to hit probably in the middle of the green and put the pressure on the other guy. Sure. I think it, you mentioned being in the zone. And I think it's hard for recreational golfers to really think about what that means. And, you know, I've heard tour players say that. But what what does that actually feel like to truly be in the zone that way? Is it like an out-of-body experience to really just let your, you know, the fundamentals kind of take over like that? It was uh, it was a very 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 high level of awareness. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel the pre- I didn't feel like an overweight of pressure, uh, but yet I was totally attentive to what I was doing. Incredible feel with my fingers with my hands, and I can also relate to the 1998 Players Championship on Sunday. Um, I had nine birdies that day. So like that, like that day and master Sunday, it was, it was, it was like that pitcher having the no hitter, you know, where everybody was like, don't, don't sit next to the pitcher and let him do his thing. And uh, I was just trying to stay out of my own way. Uh, At the 98 players championship on Sunday, I birdied the first hole. I went on total to make nine birdies. I had, I think one bogey and an eight on uh on number 17 the part three sure but i definitely try to capture that more often you know you like you're trying to like find that zone and find yeah. find things that work um but that that sunday the masters i i was so nervous going into the day um you know that that whatever that i think i had like a 145 tea time or something and you know, you're waiting around all morning. You're chomping at the bit. You're what? What do you do for the whole day? I remember a couple guys in the lot in the in the lunchroom. Like Tiger was in there. David Toms. Uh, I saw Maggard. Nobody was saying anything to anybody. Like everybody was sitting at different <laughs> tables. Right. You know, and it was like, wait, you know, wait. This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be like this is what you're you're dreaming that you're doing forever. Right. Nobody was talking to anybody. It was intense and. Yeah. Uh, to have that day, I, in a sense, I kind of surprised myself because, you know, it's so pre- – like that first tee shot was so pressure-packed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I started out par birdie birdie, and it just got better and better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder how much 
you know, I, I remember watching it. I was actually at Wake Forest watching it with my buddies there. Of course, we were pulling for you. Um, and and I, I listening, rewatching some of the broadcast today with Lanny Watkins clearly pulling for you on the broadcast. <laughs> I wonder, um, have you how how often have you gotten to rewatch that? And and you know, or is that something that you you don't want to watch? I think I've maybe watched it two or three times. Um, not all of it, just bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, I termed that week 98% a big success. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like I said, I hadn't been back. I hadn't been there. Uh, let's see, 18, like what, what is that, like 18 years or something, 17 years that I hadn't been there since amateur, being right. an amateur and then being a pro. So, you know, Nobody, nobody beat me for the 72 holes, you right. know, um, right. 65 on Sunday, 10 under on the weekend. So a lot of things, a lot of things were, were really great. And of course, you'd like to be in that position in a playoff. You'd like to win. One guy's going to win. One guy's going to lose. And I think for me, looking back on it, it's just all perspective on what you take out of that. You know, some, some guys are in that high level. They don't, they don't get the, the win. Um, and they tank out, you know, they, they, their game falls off. They can't handle it mentally, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I took away from that a very, very successful week and, um, it definitely hurt not to win, but I was just talking about this the other day with a friend of mine, reality kicked in because my daughters at that point were, uh, six and three. Okay, so they were at the daycare, the tour daycare at a church right across the street. And when we finished, I get done and it's like, well, let's, you know, we were driving home. So we're in a minivan, we're driving home and it was like, oh, so close. And after about an hour, the kids are like, hey, I'm hungry. And it's like at this time, like nine o'clock at night and we're in the we're in the middle of Georgia. Uh-huh. What's open? So we went through a, a Wendy's drive through You know, we got chicken nuggets. I got a frosty chicken nuggets. And, like, life goes on, you know. Right. And, uh, and the next week was Hilton Head. So it's like, yeah. let's tee it up again, you know. And you tee it up, and you, you don't know what can happen. Right. right. That's crazy. Um, well, <laughs> the 13th hole, you know, it was pivotal for your run, obviously, make that eagle. And it's, it's changed quite a bit for this year's Masters. So I'm curious – your thoughts on that change, moving the tee back uh, significantly. Do you think that'll kind of restore, you know, that shot that you had in 2003, you know, that five wood in, into the green? Five wood, right. big time. Yeah, I hit, I hit a five wood. Yeah, I hit an Olimar five wood. Olimar, there you go. Yes. Olimar, I Maybe love not. that club. I oh, still have that metal. Yeah, nice. I still have it. That's right. I still have <laughs> it. I, I didn't get rid of it. Um it's in my garage though, but, but it's, uh, that, yeah. I love that club, but they might not be what? hitting five woods this year, Let but say this. that, you know, they know what they're doing. Uh, and that, that, and that, that, uh, that hole will have more teeth being uh, as, as long as it is now. And, um, so we're going to, we're going to see a lot more, uh, ups and downs on that hole. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I mean, you know, it's, people aren't going to necessarily hit seven irons and five irons into that green anymore. Um, so good for them to kind of put more teeth into it. But I'll say this about that. When I look back on that for that successful week that I had, a lot of it was preparation, meaning the, the months leading up to that, when I was, when I went, got there in December to play the course, I was all excited. I get the 13 and I, I got this hook lie 
with a five wood or a three wood or a three iron. That shot is hard. That shot is mm. very hard. Mm. And I was terrible at that shot. I mean, I in the practice round when I got there in December, I, I never hit the green. Never. Wow. Like, I, I would fat it. I'd hit it left in the trees. I'd hit it in the creek. I was like, holy God. This, I mean, how often do you hit a 230-yard, 220-yard shot with about a two-foot elevation of above right. you right. with a hook high? You, you never practically do that, not to mention a cr- creek in front. Pine trees overhanging left, right to creek to a very tight green. The great shots there look very easy. They're, it's not easy, mm-hmm. you know. So I went to work, and in December, January, February, March, every practice time I had, I sprinkled in those shots with the five wood, and and, and I and I got a little bit better, and a little bit better, and a little bit better. And sure enough, the first three days of the tournament, I hit it. It was really soft, so soft that right. like it was. It was like buried lies out there, like like a lot of mud lies. And Thursday was a, a washout, total washout mm. there uh, that that day. So right. that week, so of course was playing as soft as you could play, and I didn't go for the green. I couldn't reach it the first three days. Sunday I hit a good drive, and I got up there. And I'm like, I got a five wood. Yeah. I, you know, this is it. Practice. You know? and, and I was like, I was chomping at the teeth to hit that shot because I was ready. Yeah. And I executed. So when I look back on that, it was it was all about preparation and um, being in the right frame of mind. Uh, one more on on 2003. I, I read that you have you've kept a box of all the letters, maybe a thousand letters that you received of encouragement, congratulations uh, after that. What? Uh, and also just, I mean, the, first of all, you, like you said before, nobody beat you for 72 holes. You also, if you look at that leaderboard, you beat Tiger, you beat Phil, you beat VJ. I mean, there's, that was an amazing leaderboard. If you look back, yeah. so what, tell me about that box of letters and, and who, what are the, some of the, a couple of the special ones that stand out that you got? Um, I, well, I got, I got a lot of, most of the letters were from golfers, from the United States and Canada. And, um, you know, of course the Canadians were like unbelievable. It was very emotional. You know, you, 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 you played, you know, you played the round of your life. I'm glad that I'm glad that Mike, we are one, but, um, you know, it was, it was, it was great to watch, right. you know, of course they, they put that in there. When I go to Canada, the Canadians love me because I'm the guy, <laughs> I, I'm the guy that, you know, um, that Mike Weir beat to to for the first Canadian to win the Masters, right. so I get good crowds when I go to Canada. So I, I guess <laughs> I got that going for me. Um, and, and the Canadian fans are great; they love golf. I've never missed a Canadian Open. But to yeah. go back, I actually got a call. So this is like back in uh, this is like telephone days. Like we had a phone at the house, and I actually got a call from Rudy Giuliani uh, Monday night. Wow! Uh, after the event, and he. And our number was unlisted. So I'm like, that's son of a gun. You know, I was like, he, he's got ways, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but So he called me up. He's like, uh, please. The, the, I was like, please hold for Rudy Giuliani. I'm like, oh, my God, Rudy Giuliani. So when he got on the phone, it was a nice conversation. He, you know, fellow New Yorker right. uh, was rooting for me. And he just said, you know, your your play that Sunday was incredible. And um, you really showed a lot, you know, on on how you how you held yourself and the talent that you have it was, that was, that was a very nice call, but I got hundreds and hundreds of letters um, in the next coming months about 
how people were sitting there watching watching this happen and they were with their families and they were with their dad and they were with their you know their their, their kids and they were really rooting for me because they could they could kind of feel like the, the comeback story mm-hmm. um and especially i've lost my mom in, in 98 uh from lung cancer mm-hmm. she was only 61 when she passed mm-hmm. and i got a lot of a lot of uh a lot of nice letters from people that were just rooting for me and um and it meant a lot so you know it's over 500 it was incredible wow, wow. that's amazing yeah. um by the way i'm a fellow new yorker as as well as the wake forest so we have that in common as well which is and you have obviously the the heritage with steve the italian yeah, about that uh, so, uh, small world here uh two quick ones for me speaking of the deeks uh webb simpson Paul Tesori, another Jacksonville guy, goes to Cam Young, another Demon Deacon. Is right. that is that just shows how how you know tight us uh, Wake Forest grads are? What was going on there? That's pretty nice. You know, I tell you, those they're they're quality guys. I mean, Webb yeah. Webb has been a champion, you know, um, ever since he was a junior golfer. And yeah. Cam Smith is just he's fabulous. I've gotten to know his dad a little bit from Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dad dad's a great pga pro and cam grew up on a golf course um and and they're world beaters so good for them and I, I'll, I'll just say this cam smith is a smart guy and paul tesori is a smart guy you know i mean <laughs> yeah cam to grab tesori tesori's as good as they get i mean that's yeah. a guy that you, you definitely want on your bag for experience and confidence and, and he's been around the block so uh but Cam Smith is, uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, Cam Young is playing some great. He's playing some great golf, like incredible. So good for him. Well, that leads me. You mentioned a PGA pro there with with uh, David Young, Cam's dad, and I wanted to ask you quickly. I know famous story about you purposely or intentionally three putting on the final hole at a course in Rhode Island to preserve a longtime <laughs> club pro's course record. That's a that's a great gesture, and but you said Stand that up, that yeah. was kind of an unwritten rule amongst tour pros that that they should kind of do that to let the local guys have their their fame, I guess. Well, you know what? I mean, here's here's just a quick backdrop on that. When I walked into the club at Pawtucket Country Club in Rhode Island, it's a Donald Ross course and par sixty nine. When you walk in the golf shop, the the course record is you know, in, in big kind of a, it's like a big piece of paper with all the, the holes on it. And I think the pro is Les Kennedy and he has been a pro there for 40 years. Yeah, He was the guy, you know, he was, he was like Mr. Rhode Island golf. So I'm like, I just looked at it and I'm like, wow, that's, that's incredible. 61. Like, uh, so I go out with my buddies to play and I was ha- having a great day, you know, and <laughs> I ended up on the last hole having a 12 footer for 60. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, if I make this up, I'm like, there goes the course record. So I, I, I hit it out there five feet and then I just knocked the ball away to not finish the hole. Cause oh. I wasn't even going to tie the course record because yeah. you know what? Like now if I was shooting maybe in the fifties, right. Right. Then maybe I, then maybe I get that course record. <laughs> Sorry, Les, but um, you know, I'm the guy, but uh, just to p- potentially make it be him by one, I wasn't going to do that. Um, that's, that's a great job. But, you know, those guys, you know, PGA pros, you know, that guy been at the course for over 35 years and, um, you know, they work hard and it's their, it, it's their place. So 
it wasn't the right time. Very, very classy. No, I expect nothing less from a Wake Forest guy. Uh, who's your master's pick? Who's your master's pick? I don't really, I don't really have a go-to. I okay. It, it, you know, it, PGA Tour golf right now is is fabulous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all those top golfers. I mean, it's great. Uh, I always root. Like it seems like with Wake, with uh, with you know, with the Masters, Springtime, Wake Forest. I always root for the Wake guys. Okay. You know, just because of the, just because of where we come from, and uh, so I'll be, you know, on the weekend, obviously black and gold, right there. There we go. Yeah. Cameron Young, maybe it's his time. <laughs> yeah. By the way, obviously Wake is always a golf school since Arnie. Uh, we've been a basketball school. I like to say we're a football school now, and now apparently we're a baseball school, number two in the country. I incredible. Just, yeah. Wow. So we're coming yeah, up. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Only a student body of forty five hundred students. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, we we excel for sure. That's right. Well, Len, uh, Len, thank you so much. We really appreciate the time. Um, we appreciate sharing the memories with you, and uh, enjoy the Masters next week as we all will. Appreciate it's it. It's going to be really exciting. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks again to Len Matisse for joining us. And now, wow, we we broke this up. This is a real super show here. Uh, magic podcast, magic here. Uh, Steve and CP have been transported all the way down to the Augusta area. They are at Sage Valley right now, coming to us on Monday. I will be joining them while at Augusta uh, tomorrow on Tuesday or whenever this comes out. Uh, but they're down there at Sage Valley. Guys, how was the trip down? Where, where did you fly into uh, Atlanta, drive over? What, what happened? Did the two-hour drive. Yeah. Uh, okay. No complaints. Our, our Kia was booking it 90, 95 yeah. uh, on I-20. And, we've, got, uh, we've got soul this week. Kia soul. Yeah. Soul. Shout out to soul. Little pod sponsor. I, yeah. I would say the drive was shorter than it took us to get our bags. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. Now, you know, no one likes these travel stories right. that writers right. tell on Twitter, right. but it, it was absolutely absurd. We actually saw uh legend Dave Fleming of ESPN, uh, who will be doing the action on masters.com. And cause he's a, a former course panelist of ours. So we said, what's up to him. And he's like, yeah, I, I hate to be that guy and I'm not, but this is absurd. Yeah. So anyway, we, voice we, of the San Francisco giants. People, yeah. people know. That's right. right. Now, probably, you, the only one who would know his face in an airport. You, you spotted him out, which was That's amazing. I, I definitely wouldn't. So kudos. CP is an incredible spotter though, as we know. He's got, yeah, he's got his head on a swivel at all times. I mean, Hey, when you're going to a master's, you should have your head on a swivel. You do right. you, you run into people, um, whether it's golfers or, or whatever. Um, now you check bags because you brought your clubs. Correct. Yeah. I also okay. have, we don't have to do this. Yeah. It's <laughs> not that interesting. I had a massive bag. Couldn't fit on the plane. I'm going to California next week, whatever. Yeah. But that's why that's, uh, that's why. you're going straight from the masters of California. Yeah, just you're, keep tacking it on. Like, you like live in the West Coast now. He, what is going he's going to have like the status of all statuses yeah, after yeah. the stretch. That's right. This dude's what been traveling. It's about time. Time to grow up. Cash in on <laughs> some, some points and all that nonsense. He finally put his United number in a I reservation did. through a I work did. trip. I was like, how have I mean, you not been doing this? How I know. That was, that was embarrassing. You got it. I mean, it's like a small thing that you can take. I know. Uh, all right, so you had a tea. You were booking it ninety miles an hour to get to uh, Sage for a tea time this afternoon. We moved our flight earlier to make make sure we were here in time to do the pod because that's how committed we are. Uh, and naturally, it's about to rain here, unfortunately. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the area, it's been bad weather down there. Yeah. We yeah. saw it at the, the Nat, obviously the women's. Tomorrow looks glorious, Wednesday, Thursday, and then it looks. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's questionable. That's okay. It could change very quickly yeah, at Augusta. Right. So we'll, we'll yep, get into yep. how that, that could affect our uh, yep. bets too. All right. So, yeah, we did the first part and then we did the Matisse interview. And now we're going to come back for some picks ahead of the Masters, obviously. Um, yeah, Steve, I mean, first off, uh, you know, we we talked to Len about the change at 13. Um, it should be worth mentioning. You're our course guy, obviously. The change to 13. Um, if there's anything else we should be looking looking toward, including maybe the, the weather. Uh, we With Len, that 2003 Masters, it played so soft. I mean, the right. guys were hitting, t- you know, well, he hit five iron on 16. He was hitting five wood into, or three, whatever, into 13. Yeah, five wood so into 13. Yeah, does that change uh, how you're looking at the guys this week, given the forecast and given how soft the course is already? Yes, I, I think it could change things in a, in a few ways. Um, you know, if it if it is softer, and obviously Augusta National could change, and you know they have the sub air, they could control the moisture in the fairways and the greens and get that out, you know, better than they could in '03 when in guys 03. were having mud balls and all that. Right. Um, but, you know, if it's cold like it is on Saturday, apparently with 30 mile an hour winds uh, in the forecast, like these par fives, are, you know, some of them are not going to be reachable. Eight, I think, will still be reachable. But we saw 15 last year it was a layup hole for most people. You know, I don't think 13's going to be a layup for most people, but that brings, you know, the shorter hitters into play a little more if the you know the the longer players in the field are having to lay up on the par fives that's their uh advantage kind of negated so we we don't know enough you know recording this on monday to say you know definitively what what's going to happen but you know you have to i think be agile to uh to adjust your betting card accordingly and you know maybe you have a shorter hitter uh you know back in the mix uh you know if, if it is going to be you know, windy and, and cold on the weekend that brings more guys into play. I think, think that makes it more interesting too. Um, 13. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a, a more interesting second shot. Uh, guys are going to be hitting five or six irons instead of the eight irons or nine irons. So I think it's a great change and it's going to be super interesting. Hmm. Uh, CP, first of all, condolences on Patrick Rogers. Once again, Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know you didn't bet him this time, so what you would have... And I also, the amount of people who are, like, so happy for you, excited for you on Saturday, I'm like, what are you people talking about? There's 18 holes left. We played golf on Friday, and I was like, dude, how, how does it feel, you know, P. Rod is going to be making his first Masters that, that the year been of your funny. first Masters. That would have been yeah, It's just like, and he is exactly who we thought he was. I mean, I love him, but my God. I know. He needs to, you know, he, he needs to uh, shoot like a Sunday 63, I think, I think to mm-hmm. win wherever yeah. it is, which is what he almost did at the RSM. He got in the playoff and live legend Charles Howell beat him. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to have the lead and in going into Sunday. And none of these guys close it. No, I mean, yeah, none of these guys close shot leads. Be honest. So. It's, it's, but you would think that Rogers might have the good vibes because, you know, they were showing like all the Rose Zhang stuff. And they kept showing her against Tiger and Mav and and P. Raj with the Stanford victories. I was like, man, this is all just lined up mm-hmm. for P. Raj. But you're right. Sadly, he is who we thought he is. Didn't get the job done. 73 on Sunday is not 
the worst thing ever until you, I think it was the worst score of anyone in the top 25 or who finished. Yeah, it sounds about right to me. So anyway, apologies. But again, at least you, you, you would have been somewhat upset if he won and yeah. didn't bet. I would, have been, I would have been thrilled for him. Um, yeah. But yeah. It would have been tough. nice to shake his hand. In the flesh. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's um, right. All right. So CP, what about you? Where are you starting your, your card this week? So I'm in, I'm in a pretty tough spot because all last week I was hanging out with a lot of these sales people on the sales side at golf digest, all great people. And, you know, they all do the routine. Like, so what, what's your day? Like, like, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I do the podcast gambling. And the next question is, Oh, so who's your pick next week? Good, good. And I told everybody, I think I was going to roll with Tony fee now. So I'm going to still do that. Okay. Cause I, I do. I know he's 20 to one some places. He's not under the radar. We're not going to play that game. Um, I guarantee you somebody calls like Rory under the radar this week on golf channel. So <laughs> be on the way for that. But um, so I'm not going to tell you he's under the radar, but you know, hasn't had the best start to, to the year. I, I don't think. And uh, whatever, he's coming in a little sneaky. You could say that. So I'm, I am going to do that. Cause I have told people that, but uh, on the drive here, scrolling Twitter, on the plane ride, I think I've convinced myself that Xander is going to win this week. So I'm going to roll. Xander. I think Xander will be my my number one, probably have right. him in the column. So I'm going to roll with Xander. I just think it's time time to peak. Um, similar to Fino, kind of quiet start to the year, but some strong showings at Amex. Um, played well at the match play. Um, I like that he hasn't won yet, hasn't really had a crazy close call. I think this is the week to peak, obviously. So. Uh, we've been saying it for years. It's it's time for Xander, so I'm hoping it's this week because I will be betting him. Interesting. Uh, look, I'd love to do it. I'm, I probably will as well um, because, I mean, look, I started picking Rom five years ago. I said I would keep picking him. I'm not going to bet on him, though, nine to one. I mean, it's just stupid. So these odds are just so tough, though, Steve. I mean, yeah. there's not yeah, that pretty bad. There's There's how many guys are like even, you know, I, I kind of like Morikawa. I think Morikawa – compared to the other guys um, is good value at 22 to one, but still 22 to one is not like crazy. You would think uh, a guy who hasn't won in almost a couple of years, you'd maybe get better odds than that in a major, but I don't know, Steve, what do you, I mean, look at all these guys who are under 25 to one. I mean, I know. And it's too bunched up. Usually we yeah. get, you know, an adjustment and, and I think that'll happen by Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, some of these guys will get to like 30 to one and maybe you'll get a little value on some of them. Um, and I don't know that that's going to be Shoffle. uh, more Kawa maybe, cause for some reason people don't like to bet him and he hasn't, you know, he's had close calls this year, but he hasn't gotten yeah. it done. And that's what people, um, just see on the surface, but you know, he's as good as anyone in this field s still, uh, approach wise, uh, same with Tony Fina. I'm on, I'm with CP. Um, that's my pick. I've, I have two bets on him from last fall and then January hit him again um, at, at a 50 to one and a 33 to one. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not actionable advice, but, and you know, 20 to one is tough, but if you think a guy's going to win, you bet him no matter the number. Mm -hmm. And Tony has, he's been so consistent. He's gaining over two strokes to the field uh, per event. And there's only like nine or 10 guys who have done that this year. He just like has either chipped his way or putted his way out of it, but the putting has really improved overall. So the vibe, the vibes are here for Tony. Definitely there. Um, but yeah, otherwise like, yeah, I mean, 
Myers, you might get like a JT at 25 to one. Which I, is I do. I am worried. Talk about coming in under the radar. Yes. I know it's Justin Thomas, but skip the match play has looked like absolute garbage. He had a decent Valspar though. Decent Valspar. Finished 10. Yeah. That does scare me. Though I've played this game with him every year here. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was last year or two years ago, he, I think it was Saturday on 13, he made a seven. And he could have, mm-hmm. I think Birdie would have tied him for the lead or something. Yeah. So. And the Hideki year, that should have been his. Yeah. Um, I, I love him here. Um, I could be convinced of it come Tuesday, Wednesday. Not if it's like a slop fest, though. That, yeah. that doesn't feel like a Justin Thomas. Mutter. Yeah, he he's a Kentucky mother boy, but he doesn't seem like a mutter. Ham um, <laughs> Smith, though. I was going to say, if everyone... that drift keeps happening, yeah. he's at 22 to 1. I, I will bet that. Um, everyone should pick a live guy, one live guy. I have a few live guys I'm going to bet. And yeah, I mean, Cam, Cam Smith's an automatic, I think. Right, like, obviously you have the big three, but then Smith should be right there with Spieth in, like, the four spot, and he's grouped at the 22 guys. Yeah. Um, I agree. There's some value there. By the way, as we were talking, Morikawa bumped from 22 to 25, and Fino from 20 to 25. I thought you were about to drop the WD bomb. Um, that was crazy. No, no, no. I'm just saying, guys. <laughs> The, the, the odds moved. And I'm looking at DraftKings. By the way, they just I just sent another email. It's been a month of me going back and forth with them. And they're like, oh, you need to send a <laughs> picture of you holding a photo ID? Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. And then I have to send them like a utility bill or something, but I can't email it. So now I got to like- Oh, so if you never it. did that. Yeah. Now I got to mail stuff in and- American go- water bill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the heck is going on here? First and last month. Plenty of other books out there. Yeah, I know. I meant to not call. Unless they want to ever partner with us. Yeah. And we, we <laughs> I know. Draft. I mean, I thought they might want to partner. Instead, I can't. I have no access to my account. Can't get it. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. So a ton of guys there. But like you said, Steve, maybe we do see some of these guys drift further down. Seen the um, drift already. Yeah, great. One guy we've seen obviously pop up. I, I don't remember what he was last week. But Brooks Kepka now is up to 35 to one, obviously. Dude, he was double that. 75 to one two days okay, ago. Okay, so this is a joke. Yeah, I mean, you cannot, yeah. I get why they have to cover their asses here, but right. um, that's insane to to move him up that much off a win at. Feinberg quote tweeted, I didn't even see it. His quote, it almost sounded like he wasn't even sure if he's truly at his peak form. He said he feels healthy again. Yeah. You know, he's ready to, you know, be around these dudes again but I, I forget the exact quote but he was like i'm you know i'm i'm ready to get back to augusta but i, I don't know if i'm like fully all the way back yet so is that well, like making himself an excuse mentally you know? yeah i mean he's always he's always talking out of one side of his mouth yeah. however the yeah. cliche goes i right i saw him say something where he was like i know i'm going to get back to that level but i don't know if it's yeah. going to be this yeah. year but right that that was it that was it yeah and it's kind of like Oh, that's interesting. So, by the way, all-time European word. I I flicked it on just to see the final putt yesterday. I was telling Steve about it. Which I mean, Brooks won, but they had the camera on Joaquin Neiman, who was spraying Munoz with champagne because they won the team event. It's just like all over the place. But anyway, they go back to the um, the Brooks interview, and now I've completely lost my my train of thought. What the hell was I going to say? Oh, the European word. He makes the putt, and whoever the commentator is like, Kepka in fine fettle before Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Arlo White? He's the announcer. Yeah, on yeah. Lasso. Fine okay. fettle. 
Fettle. Yeah. Which I, I guess is just form. Fettle. Yeah. I like that. That is a new one. Yeah, I've never heard that. Drop that on Huggy this week. He'll appreciate it. Yeah, see what he says. He'll he'll like that. Um, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. So yeah, so we got maybe some guys drifting down. Obviously, we have like Corey Connors moving up, Brooks moving up way too much. Um, anybody else to again like actually to me, Max Homa at twenty five. No, you're not ready. Yeah, you're not ready. Okay, but but. He shouldn't be win. I want to see. Know. I want to see a top twenty from him. You need something first. Yeah, he had a major, but then Augusta. I mean, that's the right. trend. Like you need some sort of top finish. The rim correlation, yeah. of course, is totally. This course yeah. should fit him, yeah. and should. that's the argument on the other side. Is like he's a completely different golfer than he yeah. was even last year. So he's got a press sure. conference this week. That's a big deal. It's big time. Yeah. That's- that was big time. Um, I, well, anyway, I, I think he should be above some of these other guys, and he's at 25. Now, again, yeah. 25 to 1, Max Home to win the Masters still seems low, but not when you look at this board. If you're going to bet any mm. of these guys, you have to – I mean, you have to suck it up and take on these what seem like atrocious odds. I mean, I, it's just uh, – geez, it's a bit much here. I mean, Jordan Spieth, I kind of get it, but still 16 to 1 seems – I don't know. Yeah. If I it's mean, wet and wild. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah. I, I don't I, I haven't been on him at 25 to one, but it's good number. 16 is is tough. Um, yeah. Shout out my guy Tom, uh, who got me that in Vegas. Yeah, but if again, if you think it's speech here, you bet it, bet it despite of the number. Um, I don't know. In a in a mutter, he, he can do it. Like then it's not like distance is a huge, mm-hmm. you know, separator for him. He's gotten longer, but yeah, I, I would bet him regardless, you know, of the weather. He, he's kind of like a, you know, weatherproof guy for me. Yeah. Kind of like well, your what are we thinking with Will Zalatoris? Because obviously, you know, You're talking about a heard, drift. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We heard the rumors. He's bad. Then he played great at Riviera. Obviously, he's been amazing his first two years at the Masters. And he was in that 25, 20-ish range. Now he's all the way down to 35 to 1. Um, I mean, on one level, that kind of scares me. But on the other hand, eh, it's a little tempting. I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, it's worth a, a sprinkle if you want to yeah. bet it out, right? Yeah. yeah. 45 to 1 is kind of insane for someone with that. Uh, no, no, 35, 35. Uh, he was 45 in another book this oh, morning. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. Wow, that does seem tempting. Shop at your local outlets. You got a shop. Got to shop. Is, this is a week to shop. Yeah, sure. it'll be all shopping for me this week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shopping spree. Go on a shopping spree. Um, how are we doing cap wise coming into this week? Uh, I know Couple nice were... hockey overs yesterday. Hockey we hit. over. Uh, CBB. Uh, LSU. LSU, LSU women. Angel Reese up in your grill. Yeah, you got to. Uh, you got to get uh, creative building yeah. that cap. Um, yeah, that was wow. That was that was a wild weekend. That was um, that that I just broke even thanks to that and that hockey over I gave out. So I'm not yeah. in the plus, but uh, nice to not have to Venmo the bookie for once. <laughs> All right, what um, about? Did your bookie make you take a picture with the holding a picture? <laughs> no, it's been it's been smooth sailing. That's why you go. That's why I keep coming back. That's why I keep coming back every week. I need a local guy then because drafting. Yeah, everyone needs a local. It was so great. And uh, the bachelor party I was just on in Utah, I was taking bets from, from people on the bachelor party. We were out watching the games. Like, you got to have a local. 
Wait, were you acting as the local? No, I, I was acting as the local's local. Mm, you're okay. the middleman of the local. Middleman, yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, okay, so who's winning this thing? What else? What else are we? Or what other props? Man, I just want to say, yeah. Patrick Reed finished what three back of Kepka yesterday. Yeah. If there's another round, like I don't know, does he does he win? Does he shoot sixty five on Sunday if they play a fourth round? And where Obviously is he? Has won here before. I think he's sixty five. I saw. Like, that's pretty good when all these, some of these other live guys are, you know, sub sub 40, sub 30. DJ's down there. Kepka's down there. Cam's down there. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if Patrick Reed won this week. So uh, I we think be, it would chaos. be fun to root for. for Patrick sure. Reed beating Rory again would be scoring. Oh, Rory would have to retire on the spot. I think, I think everyone would retire from golf Twitter. So it'd be for the greater good, actually. The world would be in a better place. <laughs> just enough. Just stop the tweets for like a week at least. Everyone just yeah. chill the hell out. By the way, weren't we all supposed to lose the blue check marks and then it like didn't happen? Yeah, we still got it. Yeah, our, you our, got you tell me. I wouldn't know. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> CP, we've been like promising you that we were gonna like get back on your level for yeah. months now, and, and you you've been waiting. Come back to the farm. Come back to the farm. He just climbs up. <laughs> subscriber or uh, follower wise yeah that's right this is a tough this is a tough week though i feel like it's not going to be a big twitter week mm, you'd be surprised things can pop yeah we'll see just you like can't a, rip off your tv obviously. right just a stupid yeah. take, so, take someone else's picture and oh, make yeah. that's not the game we play <laughs> everyone else can play that game it's it's ridiculous the ripping the ripping off the tv days are are long gone it's not like, no. no although what is it like the uh the PGA? They don't give a shit. So I'll be back. I'll be back for the PGA. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They really don't care. Yeah, uh, that that's probably the only one. But uh yeah, this is a weird week. Obviously, CP is as you're you'll we'll see. We'll find out. Find out <laughs> with uh, not being able to bring your phone out. It is it is a little frustrating when you see something cool and you want to tweet uh, yeah. and uh, you can't do it. But that's it is what it's it is. Game. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be great. I, I believe me, I need a break from from the screen, so it'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else? What else do we need to get into here? So let's just do let's just do a bunch of top twenties because Steve and I have one we we yeah. love. Yeah, I got a bunch. Okay. Of good. Good. Go ahead. Um. Well, a few. Uh, Sahith, our our guy Dan Rappaport mentioned. Mm. Uh, he, he was with Tagala last week, and he I think would suit Augusta really nicely. You know. Yeah. Struggles with accuracy, but has kind of every other part of the game. I like him. I like Usti, another little guy who, man, I mean, we forget how much of a major slayer he is and loves this place. I think as a top 10, he's like plus 700, top 20, probably like plus 300. Love that. And then I think the guy we were saying we like is Jay Rose, right? Justin Rose, yeah. top 20. Another guy kind of being forgotten about, you know, mm-hmm. one earlier this year, has had some good finishes, played well with the players. I think he finished sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. So yeah. as a top 20, you know, probably same odds as Usti. And he just kind of always seems to be there at Augusta. And first round leader, I mean, he's done it four times. The only other person to do that at Augusta four times is Jack. Not to say he's going to necessarily do it again i'm not guaranteeing that but i'm gonna bet it um that we were mentioning jason kokrak too he's he's the we, live guy steve was i was i'm a kokrak stand probably uh, the biggest one maybe jb too yeah 
Like yeah. no one is talking about him. The dude bombs the ball. His short game is great. Why has should we some... be talking about him? He hasn't done I mean, what has he done? He hasn't even well, done who knows what he's done because no one like yeah, is cares. paying attention. Right. But he like last year, if he was 350 to one, we would be like, What the hell? The guy just won twice in a four month span. And Wait, he's 350 to one? 350 to one. And I'm not oh. saying he's gonna win. But That's like, pretty crazy, yeah. Top 40 that. odds at like plus 250, plus 300. Jason Gokrak is going to make the cut. I mean, with, you know, this field and the top 50 in ties. True. Gokrak top 40 is strong. So I like it. There you go. Um, Love Sahith. Yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Rap always corrects me, but uh, I think it's Sahith. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Top debutante. This is exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Tom Kim as the favorite for this category because this is going to be great for the video we did yesterday. But um, hits it way too short, obviously. He averages less than 300 yards. This is a becoming a bomber's course, especially if it's wet this week, too. So kind of like Sahith. Also like, if you want to do two bets there, New Zealand's Ryan Fox, who obviously mashes mm. the ball. He, top debutante. He's plus 750. Wow. Sahith is plus 550. My guy Sam Bennett's in this category as well. Uh, I feel probably like stay away from that. Hidayama is Hidayama is definitely too, sneaky in that one. It. Yep. And you know, he's a little inaccurate off the tee, but that's not gonna he's be he's the third. And then of course Mito is also in this Dude. category, which is quite the wild. Do we have the Mito conversation? No one's talking about him either. I'm he's 125 to one straight on Mito, but he yeah, almost won a major last year. He did should have. That number is yeah, kind of 125 to one is pretty wild. I guess. That's juicy. And didn't he, wasn't he in the mix this past week or something? I, th- I thought I saw his. Yeah, name. I feel like he was up there at some is point. Is he on Torque? Is he on Torque? He feels like he would Team be because he's boys he's with definitely Neiman. Definitely a Torque. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Mito, Neiman, Munoz, and Sergio. Yeah. That's an elite team. They're riding high off the team. They're coming high. Yeah, you're coming uh, in off a big team win. All right. Lose. All right. Mito. Uh, yeah. Love Rose. Um, I can't believe these hat nods. I think people should stay away. You, yeah. I, I went back and I think it was your story last year, Myers, when he just shredded Augusta. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically hates the place. So he I don't, I don't know, place. I don't know yeah. how anyone's gonna fire on Hatton this week. That's crazy. I know he's was not bad. His strokes gain numbers have been really good this year. Yeah, um, fifty-five is yeah. not bad. I've, yeah. I saw him at like thirty-five, and that's no, insane. that's no way. Yeah. fifty-five is yeah. P. Reed top twenty in on that. I love mm-hmm. the the Louis Louis O call, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah, I am surprised to see the, Louis the Bryson numbers are nuts. Hundred to one. Nah, he's he's garbage. Three to one top twenty. Maybe he stinks. Maybe he's, he stinks. he's terrible. He's terrible. Um, he's terrible. Steve mentioned HV three first round leader. I could finally um, bet that again. That was my favorite bet. Yeah, that is all, a good bet. So that's coming back this week. Oh, um, I don't know what I'm saying. Ben Carr is worse odds than uh, Sandy Lyle, or same odds. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's tough. I mean, Ben Carr was a you know Four a little five. bit of an underdog story at that amateur. So, um, yeah. I don't. I'm not so sure he'll make the cut. I could see Sam Bennett making the cut. He's got he's got that dog in him. He's not yeah. that long, right? He's not that long. He's he is Carr very short. Farther. Yeah, yeah. Gordon uh, Sard is a bomber he's he's in there talking twitter talking twitter right now it appears wow. oh, really? oh, I guess yeah so. i guess he got mistaken for a drive chip and putt oh i saw the headline <laughs> i didn't know who it was yeah okay yeah. well uh, man other than that now that i'm looking it's tough this week 
it's tough to to talk yourself into people you know higher than 30 to 1 and there's so many guys i know a lot that's of guys, like what, what are we doing? That's that's, that's who's gonna win. That's gonna be one of those top yeah. guys. I mean, John Rom's gonna win. Actually, Sky Scheffler's so. gonna Scotty gonna win, but I, I have I'm uh, obligated to say Rom because I said I would pick him until yeah. he wins. And Rom was, would be great for my I did a couple of those oh, four leggers that I hope uh DraftKings tweets out when when they come through. It's like Rom, the Yankees to win the oh, right. right, 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 right. I think the Suns again after they got Durant. So I do have a little Rom rooting interest this week. Okay. I'm with you. Like everyone is waiting to crown Rory, but like Rory, like Rom is the one kind of being forgotten amongst his top three. So you could argue he has a touch of value as the third favorite. I think so. It might well, drift to 10. I, I was, you know, the, after those wins, I was like, he could be three to one, two to one. Everyone was saying right. now he's nine. Yeah, he was definitely down to at least six at some point. Yep. So yep. he's ballooned up. Wow, Francesco Molinari hasn't he been popping up a little recently? Three That's what I just said. Mm. Oh, okay, I missed that. Yeah. If it's a, yeah, like yeah, if it's a rainy sloppy fest, that, like well, Francesco. That kind of, I mean, yeah, I mean, twenty nineteen. I still can't believe he didn't win. I mean, it was. By the way, your your boy needs a winner this week. I finally, it's ordered. It's coming in two weeks. Can you guys guess what it is? No. Went with my wife on Saturday. Oh, the ring? Yes, the ring. Yes! Oh, that's right. So He's I here. need a winner badly. Wow. Yeah. Ring. <laughs> Crazy. Angel Reese again. Dude, Angel Reese. Correctless. <laughs> I saw that video so many times on Twitter that I had to go get a new ring. There you go. Thank you. That's amazing. Good job. Let's go Xander. Let's go Finau. Let's go Rom, maybe. All right. Well, sounds good. Any last thoughts, Steve? That's it. We're looking at the radar and it's not looking too good. It might be a a work afternoon instead of a golf afternoon. Bosses will be happy. Worst places to work than this. In this cottage at Sage Valley, a lovely though. cottage so, at Sage. So it's going to clear up at four. We've got some extra daylight. Yeah. I think we're. Okay. I think we're going to get some golf in. Today. There's a par three that's yeah. lit, as you know, Myers. So um, yeah. you know. And then you have about us. thirty minutes or so, right, to get back to the because you got the game tonight, but the game doesn't start till like midnight. So midnight, literally midnight. Um, I have a, like a four a.m. wake up tomorrow, so like I, I went to bed at halftime last year. I'll admit it. Uh, also that last year was when you unc was up like 15 at the half right. so i woke up and i like get to the airport and i'm like wait kansas, kansas. <laughs> oh my god that's right it was cr- and and then unc starts preseason number one doesn't even make the tournament this year so they nice. go from like they that. had a national title in their grasp brutal so i, I can't imagine even staying up to halftime tonight <laughs> But again, it's like, what well, I mean, unless I bet it, why would I even care? I mean, yeah. I, you know, UConn, I caught, you know, it's in our backyard, but whatever. Um, we'll no, I, I want them to lose so badly. Fuck. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, I want the underdog to win. UConn's won enough, but uh, I would UConn, win like 300 some bucks. So we're, we're rooting for UConn. You oh, sure? you UConn. Okay. No, if UConn the, uh, wins, a family pool. Oh, nice. UConn's like tied with. Duke, they're they're basically the best program almost ever, other than UCLA. I mean, it is amazing. They would have five, and all five of them are after like nine, nineteen ninety something. 
Yeah. And they're little, they're little fucking years. pocket yeah. of fans in stores. They're just going to talk and like at least three LA different Lakers coaches. For the rest of Correct. It's yeah. not like there's any even like commonality. Or like it's. Oh, well, Calhoun built it. In he did. He built it. Ago. But then they, they destroyed it. And then what's yeah. his name came in? Early built it up. Ollie yeah. came Kevin in. Ollie came in. Then, yeah. then they destroyed it. And then Hurley okay. came in. That was a I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, and then of course the women are the best program in history of anything. So they're the best basketball school yeah. ever. Not even close. I mean, it's UConn. Like what? Of the last thirty years, so let's remember. Well, your not if you combine you combine the two programs. Oh, oh, yeah. It's not even close. I mean, it's there's no one. Yeah, the women's. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they got it. They they've won a lot of titles. I know, Kentucky old school, UCLA old school, but what have we'll you done? We'll still have later? six to UConn's five. So. Okay. Yep. All right. I mean, they only had about a 50-year head start on them. Ring ring culture at its worst right now. <laughs> Disgusting. Right. We have six. All, all the Steelers fans. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, good luck, guys. I hope you get to play. And um, – Good luck with your bets tonight, and uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Let's do it. Taj of India. Yeah. Taj of India, get ready to be cooking up some good <laughs> stuff all week for us. A little naan bread. I'm down. Oh, yeah. I'm down. Oh, there you go. Boom. All right. All right. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Greg Godfrey. Thanks again to Lematisse for joining us, and uh, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Check back next week. Um, again, hopefully we all just make it back from the Hopefully you don't get robbed again. See you. You got to dive yeah. in. Have to. Well, Stevie's driving, I assume. I assume. I'm driving. And I'm, yeah, he's I'm assuming he's on the golf course, right. there'll be uh, a yeah, few beverages. So I'm yeah. going to pay myself. It's, it's fucking course light. It's a little water. It's yeah. basically water. <laughs>